Hi, I'm Marielle Hemingway. As a mental health advocate and author, I love books. Books have the capacity to inspire, educate, transform, and ultimately help readers all over the world. So if you want to publish your book or if you need help writing your story, I highly recommend Mindstir Media, rated the number one best book publisher around the country. Mindstir Media can help you no matter where you are in the book writing or publishing process. Go to mindstermedia.com to learn more and schedule a consultation. This episode is brought to you by Mindstir Media and the Sunrise segment of the Outcomes of Sun podcast radio. Out Comes the Sun, with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to Out Comes the Sun Radio with my co-host, Melissa Yamaguchi, and myself, Mariel Hemingway. Huh. So, today, what are we going to talk about, Melissa? Since you always do, do you know that for 200, if you have an additional two, or if you did have an additional 250,000 lying around, and I had an additional 250,000 lying around, we could have gotten into a capsule and gone on a tour of the sunken Titanic. Now, the only problem with that is that now uh, several people have taken this tour before, but the latest, the latest tour. Um, the people are missing, and it's quite terrifying. So, what? yes, it's terrifying. It's, it's it's so it's this capsule, and I, I think if, I, if I'm correct here, four to six people can fit in it, and the the um, captain, if you will, of the capsule is manning this capsule down. And believe it or not, and this is used quite frequently. This is a little side trivia that I didn't never knew before. A lot of these. I mean, Elon Musk uses it. This this company uses it. Outer Banks uses it. A lot of different companies have used the the controller is a is a game controller. The game controller, and so they the captain is navigating this down. There's people on there. They sit. They they enter the capsule barefooted. They sit cross legged. They go down to this tour to watch the Titanic. But the most recent tour has people missing, and it the people are missing. And I think if I'm not mistaken. They have about 22 hours of oxygen left. Now, the the hiccup, if you will, um, for lack of a better phrase here, is that there is no way to get out of the capsule from the inside. It's locked from the outside. So the Canadian and American Navy are in a frantic search to, to get grab the people and get them out of there before we know that they run out of oxygen. And... There's a lot. Wow, it begs you to wonder about about the place that that happened, and isn't there just some some mystery around where the Titanic went down? Yes, and you know, like the whole like lore behind yeah that tragedy. Absolutely, and And, you know, it's like how do you lose? How do you lose something? How do you lose track of something that was there and you're following and following? Like, how does that get lost? How do you not be able to find it? That to me just is like, that's other world stuff. That's it's, like stuff, maybe. Yeah. And you know what? I, I 
Honestly, um, yes, of course, we say a prayer for those that are missing and their families that are worried beyond sick, I'm yes. sure. I mean, I and I forgive me if I sound like I'm making light of this. I am certainly not. But it just brought it sprung forth a million questions for me as I'm learning and reading about this along with everyone else. Yes, I, I first of all, I'm claustrophobic. You know that. I mean, I've shared this with you. I can't I if, if I'm in an elevator and mo I have a head count, how many can get in if there's more people that I think there's room for oxygen that this thing gets trapped, I get off. I just like, I'm like a one, two, three, that's it. And I'm all, I'm like, I'm counting, yeah. I'm counting. I wow. get off that because I can't, I, right. I don't So I'm thinking they that brought, begged a question. And then I thought the explorer, the adventurer, wanting to have this ability to come back and say, oh my gosh, what a ride, what an amazing opportunity. It's just similar to the men and women who have gone up to see Mars. What's this supposed to last? How long was this journey or, you know, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's four to six hours. Maybe it's maybe a they've, little bit they've now been missing a week. They've been missing. They've been missing four and a half days, I believe. Oh, it's man. Just, it says the 20th. What's that? So it's it's there's it's, just all these. Wow. Oh, they've been missed. They've been missing for eight hours or they I don't know. We're getting a tip from our EP. I, I, I'm going to ask him to expand upon that eight hours. So they've got eight hours. To, it takes a, it's an eight hour trip, round trip. It's eight. Hours, so four hours down, four hours back. Okay. Yeah. And as of six o'clock last night, they had 60 hours left of oxygen. So they've got, yeah, they've got, so, so not only does it, the, the adventure, the explorer, like, like the men and women who went to on the trip uh, that Bezos offered to Mars, you, you know, I, I understand someone who can't afford something wanting to take this, but then, then it begs the question of the thrill of it, right? And the the terror behind, the fear behind it. I I don't know. What do you What do you think well, about all that? I, I, you know, to me, it's just it. First of all, I I I I would prefer going to a, a very high height, but not going below the ocean. Just doesn't. It's never appealing to me. But I'm not. You know, I didn't grow up in the ocean. I'm the ocean is great, but I would want to be out of there in less than four hours, to be quite honest. But um, yeah, I, it, it's terrifying. And it, it just makes you, it just, you know, we are human. You know, we are not, we are not, we are fallible. We are not infallible. And we do not, just because we think we're technologically so advanced, perhaps we are not who we think we are. And, you know, for them to lose this vessel is bizarre. How many people... Uh, could fit were in there six six, six people. people yes and what is the what is the you know like how big is this it, it can fit six people comfortably or four four very comfortably six is max but it's a small capsule Mariel, and so you're breathing each other's oxygen and now they're panicking and so the oxygen oxygen is changing and shifting right it, it's just it's a it's a oh, it just like all of a sudden i've got uh, you know, I've got the visual of like knowing that you've been down there way too long and freaking out about that. I, I'm sure that. Wow. I, you know, I really I, I, it's hard to even have a, a an opinion about it because it's like. I don't think anybody knows what you would do in that situation. No, and, 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 and I think oh, for me, thing, people are looking for you and they can't find you. What well, else? And for me, for me, the big, the big question, 
the big question that it left hanging over my head was to what end are our needs for adventure and the next new and new and new i'm not blaming anybody but to what end are we satiated as as mankind when we've got you know the next new the next new the next thing and i and so it as we say our prayers and our hopes and wishes for those that are searching and and in their quest to be found and those that are found uh, healthy and bring them back home i just think it speaks volumes about all of us and what we're doing and what we're what we don't <laughs> are you having equipment delivered to you via a uh, yes, floor messenger snuck behind me <laughs> to give me the information Mike, M Melissa, Ma Ma Mike McDowell's been down to the Titanic four times. He sold two submarines to James Cameron, and Mike McDowell's one of the few humans that's actually been to the North Pole. The North Pole, you have to get to a certain latitude and longitude, break through 10 feet of ice, go down 14,000 feet, not 12, but 14, and then you're at the North Pole. He did that with Russians and won awards. Anybody's listening, you can look it up online. Mike McDowell goes to the North Pole amazing images and stuff and these guys that were in a 21 foot craft you know some sort of aftermarket thing you know yeah. it wasn't the multi millions and millions of dollars that mike spent on this huge submarine to do it for that reason you know he's an explorer and he finds lost treasure and does all this stuff yeah this is another one of those things that's not ready for that and right. it's bad. they only had 96 hours what i don't understand is how they couldn't get like say Mike's submarine or who has it and get out there right off the Cape Cod and go, go get and they lost the, and they lost them so quickly. They yeah. lost them after an hour and 45 minutes, which means that they, they were close to where they were going and lost contact. That could mean a number of things in imploded, done, leak, this, that pass out, you know, you, you know, nothing. Yeah. Now, they'll figure it out because they might have the last place that they were. And I don't know how far it went below after the hour and 45 minutes but it's it's devastating it is you know? devastating it's it, it, devastating it, 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 and oh it doesn't God. mean that we can't be like a mike mcdowell and explore and those of us who can't afford to right. explore and go on adventures yes but i venture to i would venture to say that much more is. research is required yeah yeah i mean it looks like a capsule it looks like a pill like a capsule 21 feet 21 feet only you know how small that is yeah it's very small so the four to six people max it said yeah, that's pretty. correct you're sitting cross-legged so i just think i think we in our quest for more bigger better more 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 i think you know we've got to right. and doing the latest and you know yeah at what point is i don't know but is there an answer to that but the, some of the greatest explorers and things have to yes. go through dangerous these dangerous things to, to to know what we know today but that's right wow in a world that is so tech tech technical and we're so advanced in so many ways and yet we can yeah. lose something it just blows it my defies, mind yeah it defies logic yeah. For us. It, yeah. it does defy logic and it defies our sense of of of, of the world that we live in like yep. we think this world is so tangible anyway this is fascinating stuff i'm sorry i didn't contribute more but i i know it's, 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 it's it's shattering yeah. and so we we hug up we hug those we love we we get more informed give give everybody you love and know uh, a big hug and a squeeze and an i love you text if you can oh today absolutely well thank you everybody stay where you are because we're going to come back with an amazing conversation
conversation is happening. You're listening to Outcomes and Sun Radio with Melissa Yamaguchi and Mariel Mingway. Santa Barbara, you're listening to The Morning Show with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi, that'd be me, right here on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 AM in Santa Barbara. Hi, I'm Dr. Mary McCluskey, and I hope you read my new book, Bubbles, Balloons, and Birds. And I am on Out Comes the Sun with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Hi, everyone. I'm Marielle Hemingway, and my partner, Melissa Yamaguchi, is here with me, and you have joined Outcomes the Sun podcast. We have a very, very special guest today, uh, such an amazing woman who's doing amazing things in the world. And because we talk about mental health, she has an incredible product, and she's going to tell us about it. But I'm going to throw this over to you, Melissa, because you have had some really kind of in-depth conversations with our with our very special guest and um i'm i'm just gonna let you intro her because i know you're so good at it <laughs> well thank you because i i have turned into a fangirl yes. i doing i did a deep dive on dr petra and really fell in love with a lot of the information that i learned about you i don't want to talk about you in third person but dr petra is a medical doctor who worked as an emergency medicine physician for 15 years and also worked at the cdc for eight years as a quarantine medical officer she now runs a full-time aviation medicine practice and began working with farmers of Alaska 12 years ago to cultivate rhodiola rosea in Alaska. And she partners with the University of Alaska Fairbanks Cooperative Extension Service to foster commercial cultivation of the plant. Um, listen, there's, there's so much that you've done that is so amazing for the state of Alaska, but introducing this amazing product to the world. So I'd like to turn it over to you because you've got so much important stuff to share with us about the product and all that you're doing. Well, I really appreciate um, Melissa and Mariel to um, let me talk about my favorite topic here. <laughs> um, rhodiola has really taken over my life. Um, I still have to work at my day job just to pay bills, but <laughs> this has really um, uh, taken over my life. It's a passion of mine. And I just want to tell you briefly how I stumbled on this um, for some background. I was basically reading an article in one of my science magazines, Science News specifically, in about 2008, where they talked about this Soviet Cold War herb that had become a little bit more mainstream. And um, this herb had been used by the Soviets uh, and, and many Northern peoples going back many generations, but particularly by the Soviets because it helps with improved mental uh, focus and physical stamina. So it was used primarily originally in its athletes, in its soldiers in the trenches. It was actually considered the Soviet military secret, the cosmonauts, etc. And then it's become much more mainstream over time because of its adaptogen benefits, which I can 
discuss in, in, a, in a moment. But I was really intrigued by this plant, and um, primarily because it's a northern plant. And I also learned that the world supply for botanical companies that use rhodiola for their uh, products come primarily from wild harvest. And it's the roots of this plant that is used. And so when the plant is harvested, it's sacrificed. Um, you don't just cut off the tops and make tea out of it. Um, so the plant is destroyed. And in the wild, where it grows naturally in very harsh, mountainous, cold conditions, um, it ekes out an existence, um, and uh, and the plants can be decades old when they're harvested. And so it's actually being threatened to extinction um, by over-harvesting for human use. And this kind of rumbled around in my head as I was thinking about Alaskan farmers. Uh, Alaskan farmers also eke out an existence because they just don't um, have a lot of um, uh, um, uh, vegetables that can grow in this climate. They spend a lot of time, effort, and money on increasing, extending the um, uh, growing season in Alaska with expensive hothouses, greenhouses, tunnels, etc. And I thought, wow, here's a plant maybe that can take advantage of the harsh Alaskan climate and provide farmers with a high value uh, crop that actually is good for people. And so I, um, I got a handful of seeds, um, and did an experiment in my front yard. And, and over a course of two years, I put out a hundred thousand seedlings. My wow. neighbors were frightened. They were worried. My whole <laughs> front yard and side and back were just, um, covered with, um, trays. And so then I had a problem. I had a thousand plants I had to move. And so I started um, inviting myself to give talks at various farm bureau meetings and, and those kinds of meetings in Alaska and was able to convince some intrepid farmers to try it out. And now we have several acres in production. We need wow. more. We need more acreage, but it's a start. Well, I, I'm going to I'm going to interrupt you only to say your product really is here. Here it is. Rhodiola rosea is really <laughs> extraordinary. And here's why I love what you're doing. Because, and Melissa knows this is such a passion of mine. I, I just believe that there are many ways that nature will help us to have a more balanced and healthy brain through the lifestyle choices we make. But when it's products like what you are creating, you know, work and harvest for in, in, in the harsh lands of Alaska. I live in Idaho, so I'm a little bit closer to you than maybe, than maybe Melissa's really at the moment, but I get it. I get how hard that is, but you're bringing this kind of product that is helping people with anxiety and depression and serious mental health issues and really seeing a difference. You had told us a story kind of before we started today. You were telling us about someone who started taking this product, and I would love for you to kind of explain what happened to her because it, it's it's an incredible story. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Um, this is a woman who um, just reached out to us today on TikTok, uh, wow. who is um, an uh, an emergency room nurse who went through the um, COVID 
stress and actually had to back out of it because many other things happened to her, uh, family tragedies, to the point where she was extremely anxious and depressed. And she was not able to take the standard SSRI medication, the antidepressants, um, that can be very useful. I'm not putting downplaying that, but um, she wasn't able to do to take them for kind of side effect issues. And so she started taking our rhodiola both in tea form and in tincture form and states that within four days she felt much better. She um, basically didn't have these racing anxious thoughts anymore uh, combined with other um, healthy practices like getting better sleep, um, getting outside and exercising and, you know, more water, you know, what all those normal things that people can do has really helped her. Now that's not to say that, you know, it's, it works for everybody. Adaptogens are such are compounds that really help people's normal biochemical pathways adjust and rebalance um, that are disturbed by either internal, external stress. And I have to also add, it's not a magic bullet for everybody. There are people who get it. Uh, tell me they don't notice anything. Well, then they don't need it. <laughs> but for those folks that it's very helpful, um, it works well. And the other thing that helps me sleep at night is that it's non-toxic. There's no known harm from rhodiola. And as we all know, people die every year from overdoses on energy drinks. So Absolutely. Is- and it, can, maybe you could explain just, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt again. For those of us in our audience that don't understand what an adaptogen is, I know what an adaptogen mm-hmm. is, but I'd love for you to explain what an adaptogen is because they're actually, it's so, they're wonderful because they're powerful and they do this extraordinary mm-hmm. thing, which you're going to explain. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Normally we take a medication for a specific effect. We take a drug or a pure medication that will create an artificial pathway for that selected effect that we're looking for. Adaptogens aren't like that. Adaptogens are more general, nonspecific um, compounds that really help realign, normalize, rebalance normal biochemical pathways that have gone sideways from stress or illness. And many times these are in the adrenal um, uh, uh, adrenal gland axis um, for people who have chronic stress. As we all know, you know, acute stress is managed by um, epinephrine and norepinephrine. You know, if you have a fight or a flight response, when you come into your cave and the bear is in there, you need to either club it or or run away from it. And um, epinephrine and norepinephrine give you a burst of energy to do what needs to be done. But those of us who have chronic unrelenting stress, um, that turns into constant uh, cortisol, stress hormones that are pouring out of our adrenal glands with us at, at constant alert status and also has a significant negative effect um, with um, inflammation. So rhodiola adaptogens, there are many different types of adaptogens. Ashwagandha is one. Uh, it's become very popular. Um, 
basically because you can grow ashwagandha almost everywhere. So there's a lot of it to be sold. Uh, Rhodiola has a much more narrower niche because it can only grow in cold subarctic alpine climates. But these adaptogens help basically unload all of those chronic stress, stress responses. And therefore, it has different effects in different people. Some people will find a mood lifting effect. Some people find more energy. Some people don't notice anything because maybe they don't need it. Um, and so the, the stress, the, the effects can also be um, a different for different people. Yeah, I That's what that. an adaptogen is. Thank you so much. And, 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 and you explained so much more. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Go ahead, Melissa. I know you have a burning question. <laughs> oh, well, I, one of the things that I noticed when I was doing the uh, research, and, and a lot of it came from the information on your site, to be fair, um, talking about that, how it, it can help with stress, anxiety, fatigue, depression. What, and I know, I love that you said a while ago, Dr. Petra, about the, the, the the lady who called today also was getting outside. And so we know there's a, a basket of, of, of activities and choices that really help us move forward. It's not just, as Mariel and I always say, it's not one size fits all, but it's just mm-hmm. a basket of choices. And so yep. this lady with clarity after taking the product was able to kind of make some more choices that enabled everything to work more effectively and functionally functioning better. What, uh, what do you, um, for someone who's seeking, and by the way, let me stop myself. How young can you be in, t- in taking the product? How young can, can a patient be or a consumer be? That's an excellent question because, um, and I've had this question, you know, emailed to me, <clears throat> even with pregnancy or breastfeeding. Um, mm-hmm. I, would, I would think that because this plant has been used by circumpolar peoples for thousands of years, I would suspect that it was also used in younger people, in children maybe, um, children warriors, um, maybe in pregnant moms and breastfeeding moms, but I can't recommend it because it's not been studied. And, you know, we in this part of our civilization, we really have to assure our clients, our customers, and our patients that something is safe. And the only way you know that is if it's been studied and it right most botanicals have not been studied in children so i can't recommend it um but having said that you know it's probably been used (laughs) for thousands of years by younger people but well the 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 pointed the reason i asked that pointed question aside from wanting to know the the knowledge we have a lot of people that that will call in to the mariel hemingway foundation write in Mm -hmm. text in and want to know about working with their children, their teenagers in particular, and depression and anxiety. And Mariel's done extensive work in the field of understanding uh, teenage depression and suicide ideation. So I was I was intrigued to know, you know, teenagers are different because of the hormonal, the internal hormonal tornado they have going on, but it's far right. different than children, than the young. But so the, I was asking specifically for children, but also with teenagers, it seems like you might be in a little bit safer zone with teenagers nearing adulthood, 15 and up, potentially? Yeah, I mean, I really can't say any more than that, simply because I can't advocate for something not tested. Yeah, 
Yeah, we yeah. understand. And but I it want is, to, it is, want, it is powerful though. And it is a plant. So, you know, it is a plant or a root rather. And it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I find the whole process of making it such an interest because it, you know, when you describe it and you say that the plant has to be destroyed, that's a very interesting, and that must bring up an interesting, uh, like kind of dilemma when you're growing it because you always have to replant, right? You're always replanting. It's never, you know, it's not coming up annually, right? So it it, it must be interesting. Replanting. Yeah, we have, um, let me back up a little bit. As I mentioned earlier on in the wild, um, when they're pulled up by the roots, um, they're sometimes 20 or 30 years old because in those harsh climates, it takes a long time for these roots to get big enough to be worth harvesting. Right. Wow. Um, uh, But when, and and the plant's niche is to grow where other plants can't. So it grows up in these really, really stressful, harsh environments um, where it doesn't have to compete with anything else except, the environment. Um, And when you bring the plant down a little bit lower in elevation where humans farm and live, um, this plant will grow very vigorously. Um, It will, um, we can harvest it within five years of of planting it. But Mm -hmm. the big issue for the farmers is uh, keeping the fields weeded because this plant cannot compete with other plants, the dandelions, the hay, the um, horsetails um, that get into these fields, they have to be weeded because, like I said, the plant's natural habitat is to grow where other plants can't. Um, and so that's the biggest expense and the biggest headache for the farmers. For those farmers who have bunches of kids, you know, they can go out in the field and, and weed. Um, but if you're talking about you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 acres. We've got one woman who's planning on putting in 80 acres um, in sequential um, uh, plantings, not 80 acres all at once. That becomes a problem. You have to figure out how you're going to do your weed control. Right. Because you can't spray, right? No. This has to be organic. (laughs) So it's mechanical, somehow mechanical weeding. But that's the biggest um, uh, headache for the farmers here. I have an, I have a, it's probably a dumb question, but I, I'm just curious. No dumb questions. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, you're growing it in a more kind of temperate, I mean, if you can call anything in Alaska very temperate, but a more temperate climate where it can really grow faster, it still takes five years. Do you think that the roots that you're growing in your backyard or in the in the acres that you have farmers growing it, that it's less powerful because it didn't have to work as hard? Yes, yes, yes. You really hit on another interesting issue. The plant makes these anti-stress compounds because it has to survive very harsh environments. And if you baby it, they don't produce as high of a rosevin concentration, which is the main marker ingredients, than the wild plants. So um, so there are ways of concentrating it by doing various extraction techniques and that sort of thing. But we're also looking at ways of stressing the plant in the field. Right. And so... 
I, 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 without going into details, um, I had one, um, you know, I'm working off of a series of USDA specialty crop grants um, to look at best cultivation methods, root propagation, seedling development, all kinds of ways of maybe accelerating um, the time in the field so farmers don't have to weed for five years. Um, but I, out of a fluke of a mistake I made uh, this summer in uh, collecting um, my sequential samples, I found one sample that had accidentally been put in a refrigerator uh, for five weeks rather than being immediately um, uh, dehydrated and tested. And those rosevens went way up. And oh, we, so we're thinking maybe wow. covering them up in the field for a month. It's really stressing the plants, yeah. telling it, you know, Bad things are going to happen. <laughs> maybe, so maybe in some way. Yeah. So that's our next yeah, kind of um, side project to see if we can stress the plant somehow artificially to make it right. boost its own production of roses. I don't know mm -hmm. why I find this so fascinating, but I find it fascinating because I think nature always has the best like way and solution to getting to what it does best. And it's like nature's mm -hmm. way of saying, hey, I need, you know, like, I can't do this. I can't make you the best compound unless you, you know, unless I'm in the in the harshest environment. Yeah. And then how do you create the harshest environment? Like, you know, it's so it's counterintuitive to those of us who are trying to grow a plant inside, which I'm not very good at. Right. But anyway. <laughs> Well, that was an excellent question. That's a question usually that I get from um, agriculture and horticulture researchers. So you're you're really on the mark. <laughs> oh, awesome! Thank you. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm so I'm intrigued. I'm so enraptured. So I, I I would love for you to be able to share with us some more if you have any other stories that you could share with our audience on the benefits and how it addresses a lot of a lot of the. Today's issues, right. right? I understand that a thousand years ago, our, our circumpolar peoples were utilizing it for stamina and strength and recovery. But right. into and and I and but today, our stressors are so different and so yeah. varied. And you know, I was I shared with you prior to the show starting, Doctor Petra, that my son is home from college, and he and I were up at some ungodly hour. I don't know. I blocked the phone and uh, the the clock in my room so I can't see what time it is so the light doesn't bother me but I know it was late because it was an ungodly hour it felt like it he was showing me a video and we were studying it and I kept saying to him we shouldn't be looking at this at your your phone this late at night and he was right. saying mom this is what this is how my friends and I study and so this this barrage yeah. of technology and the the barrage of the hitting our eyeballs at all time and right. the different stresses we have with 24-hour news and so forth. I'm intrigued, and I know our audience is, will be, as Marilyn and I are, and on how the tincture and the pro the product, the dried, the dried root, the tincture, work in addressing these needs that you found with your with your patients. Well, that's the beauty of an adaptogen. You know, um, there are probably many, many different chemical pathways that will we ever understand them all um, that may be in effect. But we know a few things. We know from one that uh, rhodiola chemicals cross the blood-brain barrier. That's how it has its antidepressant effect in those people who need it. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. I generally 
tell people that when they first start taking rhodiola, they may have more vivid dreams for the first several nights because it does cross blood-brain barrier. It does activate um, brain centers that may have not been very active lately. Um, and so that's the first indication that it has an effect on the brain. There's also a lot of other research, and I might point you to um, one of my favorite um, uh, professors um, on the planet. Her name is Matab Jafari. She is a uh, professor of uh, pharmacology at UC Irvine. And she has done oh, a lot of research on rhodiola one of which is in her anti-aging lab. And she has um, uh, been working on uh, her, her animal model is a fruit fly. Um, why fruit flies? Well, they have a rapid reproductive cycle, and we also share a lot of uh, disease genes with fruit flies. So they're, they're a decent um, animal model to work on for um, anti-aging effects. And she studied many different um, pharmacolo uh, pharmacological chem uh, chemicals and found some that have anti-aging effects, but all at a cost a cost of either uh, low activity as they're older or um, reproductive failures. And so she switched mm. over to botanicals. And guess what? The first one she tried was rhodiola and was astounded that rhodiola not only increases the lifespan of the fruit fly by 25%, but wow. it's a healthy lifestyle, a healthy lifespan. They're running around right. in their test tubes. Their old ones are acting young. They have good fertility. And so that really got her motivated. And she's found other biochemical pathways that are not well understood yet. But somehow rhodiola also seems to improve glucose metabolism. It may have an effect on, um, you know, prediabetes. I would never tell somebody to throw their insulin away and switch right, to rhodiola. Right. We don't know this yet. Um, but there's an effect there. And she's also found that um, mice, uh, and these were mice studies. These weren't fruit fly studies. Um, these were mouse studies. Uh, she's also found that um, mice that use, that are given rhodiola have a different microbiome which is, you know, the intestinal yes. uh, um, area that we schlep around and that communicate mm -hmm. with all of our internal structures and our brain. And, our brain. and so there yeah. are some really interesting effects, most of which we really don't understand yet. Wow, that is, that's so cool. I love that. You talk about life, lifespan, but it, it's really she discovered health span, right? The fruit flies with mm -hmm. the better health yes. span. And that's really what it's all yes. about. That's incredible. Do you see any results with uh, the rhodiola in um, kind of in brain and focus? I notice with taking it and maybe I'm, I don't think I'm making it up. I feel like it, it does bring a clarity to the way that you think. Yeah. I, I feel so pr probably it has to be good for, you know, for that focus, brain, clarity. In the herbal medicine community, it is it is used for um, improving mental focus. People in, I mean, students in Russia use it all the time uh, before they're taking exams, for example. Um, there's also some indication, although um, I'm not sure about any true scientific double-blind studies, but people do take it um, who have ADD, ADHD. 
Um, uh, I would love to see some studies um, done on this, but I might mm-hmm. preface that botanical studies are really hard to do accurately. I mean, when you grind up a plant and make some sort of tincture or capsule, there's going to be a lot of variation from batch to batch, from source to source, from how this plant was processed. And so Mm -hmm. it's not like taking a pure chemical that you can reproduce over and over and over again and do a a double-blind study. Um, but there, if you Google, um, you'll find a variety of studies that hopefully use a high quality of um, rhodiola um, uh, extract or, or or standardized dose. Uh, and in these blood, in these studies, the indication seems to be that it helps with mental focus, and even in people who might have trouble with mental focus, like ADD, ADHD. Absolutely. This is so great. Uh, Petra, you are a wonderful guest for us. And and I I hope that you will, you will join us again. Um, Our, our podcast is only a half an hour and we've kind of come to come towards the end of that. I know, I know we could talk to you forever. Time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. But this is, this is important information. And and it's just so much about what Melissa and I are trying to get out to the world, giving people options, right? We're not, like you said, you're not against an SSRI or, or anything else. It's just about let's give people lots of options so that people have choices and they can make their choices for yourself. And what I love about rhodiola, it seems, is that it's a smart, it's a smart botanical that's saying, you know, if this is yeah. right for you, you'll feel it. If it's not right for you, you know, then it's not right for you, then that's fine too. Um, but I love, I, I kind of, in my mind, that's nature's intelligence, you know, the intelligence of nature. And, 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 and I, yeah. I, I just, I just admire you. I admire what you've done. I admire that you've brought work to people that you know like it's it's rough to (laughs) to probably to grow anything up in alaska i know it's you know i know our growing season in idaho is pretty short dr christina bjorndal and my new book is called beyond the label 10 steps to improve your mental health with naturopathic medicine learn how you can regain your mental health beyond just taking a pharmaceutical or even a nutraceutical my website is drchristinabjorndal.com and you're listening to Comes the Sun Radio what, with what Mariel Hemingway with your, and Melissa with your Yamaguchi. Incredible, uh, product and Melissa, I'll let you say something. Hello. <laughs> please stay. Please do stay in touch with us. Please do stay in touch with us. We would love to follow along in the journey as you discover more. Because I and I know that your dive is deep from the work that background look that we did on what you're doing. You did take deep dives. We would love to be privy to whatever you'd be willing to share with our audience. We appreciate you coming on. We want to encourage our audience to please consider taking this. Dr. Petra said in the beginning of the, of our podcast that it, it's non-toxic and that's how she can sleep well at night, knowing that she's providing a product that is not. Oh, toxic. I want so oh, want. It's worth looking into. I wanted to say that you had mentioned dreams. Now it explains it because lately my dreams have been, so amazing and i'm not i've never had been a big like remember of dreams but i've been having these like wild <laughs> lifelike dreams lately so now that explains that i was so excited when you said that i was like oh okay anyway 
That's my excitement. That explains the midnight text you sent me asking me to be your VP. I get it now. Okay. Oh, so it's all making sense. Petra, thank you so well, much. We, yeah. yeah. Thank you. We honor you. You, honestly. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to The Morning Show with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi right here on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 AM in Santa Barbara. And next, Energy with Melissa Yamaguchi. back to Out Comes the Sun with Mariel Hemingway and me, Melissa Yamaguchi. I'm here to give you a feng shui tip. So let's talk about the summer months and what energy means during summer months. Let's take July, for example. If you, if, when I work with my clients in feng shui, I look at the direction of their front door. If they want me to feng shui their homes or their office spaces, we always look at the main entry point as the quote unquote front door. If that door is they is sitting in the southwest, the east, the southeast, wherever it is, there are certain things that we'll do to shift and move energy around so that's more conducive to their environment. So let's talk about July. So in the southwest, for this July, what's happening in the in this area what we say in feng shui is the victory energy is flying in, which means if your front door is in Southwest, every time you open it, you're increasing chances for good things to happen to your life in feng shui. So what I do with my clients is I ask them to place red here. Place red here. Now, if it's your bedroom, you may think, I don't want red in my bedroom. But if it, I'm talking about your front door only for this segment, we put red there to enhance and trumpet blow more energy coming in that's victorious for you. I'm only going to give a couple directions today because we we can't. I could talk for 15 hours about this, and we've got a small segment. But let's talk about the direction east. In east, the energy that flies in through the east for this July is sickness energy. So what we want to do is refrain, especially if your front door is here, always refrain from unhealthy foods and excess alcohol or alcohol at all. But in particular. If your front door is in the east and you say, I'm going to go out with the buddies and have beer and pizza. Oi, oi, oi. I'm going to ask you not to. Please, please step away from the east door and eating unhealthy food and, and consuming alcohol for the month of July because you will get sicker and you will be brought down. It will lower your immune system in particular this month. Always unhealthy food and alcohol does, but in particular. And the direction of southeast. This month, the, the opportunity for arguments is multiplied. So in the, if your front door is southeast, I'm going to ask you to please place blue. Put some blue in there to calm it down, to cool it down, if you, as you can imagine blue would do, just to cool it all down in the direction of southeast. Bring in the color blue. And if you tell me, Melissa, that doesn't fit with my color scheme, then I'll ask you to place Pick, print out something blue, get a swatch of blue material, do something, place it under something, but bring in the color blue. And I'll give you my thoughts on all this at the end. Last direction that I'll share today is 
in the center. Now, your front door is the center, obviously, unless you're dropping in from a skylight, Tom Cruise, on Mission Impossible. But the center of your home will benefit from apples being placed in the center. A beautiful bowl in the center of your home with some apples. Some people don't like to buy the fresh apples because they, they may go bad. Then certainly get, pick up some really cool wooden ones. I would refrain from plastic. Find some cool little wooden ones at a craft store. But fresh apples are great because the opportunity for aggression is strong in the center for the month of July. So bring in apples because it's the it's a it's the a fruit of life. It's a and it's healthy, right? So we bring in apple. You can do green. I would prefer and suggest you do red. Now, with all of the tips that I give you on feng shui, most certainly as they're relegated to the direction of your home or office space, the reason that it's so vital that you go through the steps and the measures of bringing in a, a cure, so to speak an apple, a color blue, a color red, something you're doing is because it has made you an active participant in your environment. And that's my bag for you to be an active participant in your home or office space. Take control of your energy. When you own your energy, you then own your life. Now, don't go anywhere. Stay on the road. Keep driving, but don't turn the radio dial. Coming up soon, for the tip with balance is Mariel Hemingway. June Williams and I'm Zach Williams and we're co-founders of PIM which stands for prepare your mind and we create products that are nutrition for mental well-being and you're listening to outcomes the sun and now Mariel Hemingway with balance Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Outcomes the Sun Radio with Melissa Yamaguchi and Marielle Hemingway. That's me. And I have a balance tip for you today. I have given you a tip about cold plunges at some point. Today, I'm going to talk about hot. I'm going to talk about saunas. Um, saunas are, you know, in, in, in Scandinavian countries, they're like, it's like having a bathroom. It's like part of their bathroom. They just do saunas and they've been doing them for, you know, for centuries, I think. Um, hot is incredibly good for you. I really like hot with cold. So, but I'm at, but today I'm talking about hot and saunas are great. They're just great for recovery on sore muscles, just like cold is, but it's really, it's really wonderful after, after a workout, something like that. Uh, it's great for detoxification, even though we did have a guest who said that you do not detoxify in your sweat. Or was that? No, that was actually that was Melissa's son said that you don't that that no toxins come out in your sweat. That's what he had learned at school. Yes. Yes. I, I apologize for bringing that up. I'm confused by it but because it just seems like some sort of toxins must be coming out of your skin. On another note. Uh, it does it, the hot increases your metabolism. 
and and it help it can help with weight loss. Uh, there is less muscle and joint pain when used regularly. One of the biggest benefits that um, I have noticed, not for myself because I don't have heart issues or or issues with my uh, arteries. But I do have a friend, or actually it's a, a, a longtime friend of my partner, Bobby Williams, and he has the cleanest arteries and he's been doing saunas for every day, I think, for the, the past several years. And he has absolutely the cleanest arteries you've ever seen. And, and his heart is in such good shape and it's all uh, well we think has a lot to do with him doing saunas so the benefits of doing a sauna and you don't have to do it every day three days a week is super beneficial for your heart and your arteries so it also improves your sleep your skin benefits from sauna because you just you know you're get, getting rid of you won't call them toxins, but you're getting rid of something that is improving your skin. And also there's some anti-aging benefits, especially if you're in an infrared sauna and you're getting that red light because red light is incredibly good and beneficial for your skin. And of course, it reduces stress. And like I say, with pretty much all of my tips, uh, you know, we're in a very stressful world. And so doing anything that helps relieve some of that stress it's always a benefit. Uh, so that's my tip for the day. It's it's really, you know, if you can get a sauna or, oh, my gosh, I really want to recommend something that Melissa recommended to me, which I bought quite right after she mentioned it. it we got we both got basically sauna sleeping bags. Um, they're not sleeping bags, but they're bags. And you get in them. Your head is out. And they're sauna bags and they're fantastic. If you can't afford a big sauna, it's not that expensive. Uh, it's about $500 and it's amazing. You sweat your tiny off and uh, they're, they're reasonable. So check out a sauna. Okay, everyone. That was, it was a great show. We're always excited to be here with you. I'm here with Melissa Yamaguchi. I'm Mariel Hemingway. And you're listening to Out Comes the Sun. And as usual, we're excited to be here. And please check out the site, MarielHemingwayFoundation.org, just so that you can help us become a resource navigator and so that we can bring solutions for mental health problems to everybody in this country, if not the world, because when we become that resource navigator, we'll have solutions for everyone, whether they be holistic or psychiatric or medicinal or whatever it is, there will be a solution there for you, but you have to help us to get there. So go to MarielHemingwayFoundation.org and check it out and donate if you want to help us to help you. Thank you so much. And we'll see you soon. Choose healthy. Choose you. Out comes the sun. Please go to MarielHemingwayFoundation.org. Help us create a resource navigator for people with mental health issues. We're coming up with solutions. Out Comes the Sun has been a production of Evolve Entertainment. Hosts, Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Executive producer, Jeremiah Higgins. Sound engineer and producer, Richard Dr. D. Dugan. And sound engineer, Slater Smith. Thank you for listening.